This time on TNT. Introducing DJ Kim Carson's on the Hit House. We remember Charlie Watts. And what's the future of technology? That's all coming up right now on TNT. I'm Kim Carson's. You're listening to the Hit House on Sirius XM. So I was getting a sandwich at lunchtime. You ever get a sandwich? It's like 18, I'm not even joking, like 18 different kinds of lettuce. Did you? I didn't even know there were that many kinds of lettuce. It's like I started looking at them like arugula. I said like Dracula, arugula. And then there's butterhead lettuce. It's like, wait, is that butthead lettuce? No thanks. Coral lettuce, endive. That's Whitney Houston lettuce. Endive, always love you. There's mixed greens. What is that? Like a lawn bowling league? So many kinds of lettuce. It's when you think about it, it's sad. Lawn bowling was invented in England. You know who else was? Sir Elton John. That's not sad. Here's Sir Elton. Sad songs say so much. Only on the Hit House. Hey, hey, uh, Kim. Yeah. Um, I appreciate that you're, you know, you're trying to, to say so certain much. things and little... you know come up with content like we spoke, but yeah. I think I just I just need it to be a little okay. more a little more spicy, a little bit of something you can hang your hat on, you know what I mean? Like Oh, like the number of different kinds of spices there more. are. That could be interesting. No, 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 no. I mean like just in the terminology of that. Not not about spice. I I mean like just the way you're talking about stuff, just you yeah. know, be a, be a little more simple and kind of peppy and funny, you know what I mean? Like, people love that stuff. Smart. Just sort of like zing, zang, zam, like just kind of off the cuff, like? Sure, yeah, if it's good, yeah. Yeah, if Some it's of the good. best stuff is off the cuff, yeah, okay? I have, just a uh, quick question. Have you ever tried talking to yourself in a dark room all day, every day, um, in between songs? Because you do, if you did, which I have done, you would know that you do kind of get in your head a little bit like, am I a crazy person? You know, uh, I, I just want, you know, I just want something a little more peppy and something you can, you know, okay. people want to have a, have a laugh. Okay. Okay. Um, this is a f- fun radio station. Yeah. We'll mix it up. Sure. It's fun. No, this is a fun radio station. You yeah. understand? Yeah. yeah okay. It's the hit house. Exactly. It feels like it's the hot house right now. Like I'm in the hot seat or something like you're. Well, you, you kind of are, Kim, but oh. anyway. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm just spice it up a bit is all. Yeah. I gotcha. Uh, not my first rodeo. Um, I will spice it up. Okay. Yeah. So, okay, we're coming out of this next song right okay. here. Yep, I got it. Um, okay. I'm Kim Carsons. You're listening to the Hit House on Sirius XM. That was Sir Elton John, who's from England. Did you know it is possible, researchers say it is possible uh, for a woman to have twins from two different fathers. Uh, like if there was, uh, um, well, if a woman entertained a couple of gentlemen in a short period of time and there was a lot of sperm, like a lot, and then it was kind of, like there was a fast swimmer kind of from each load and then each of those swimmers 
uh, arrived at the egg at the same time, or I guess one could still be faster than the other. I took a cab to work today, and the guy, I swear the guy driving the cab was probably a twin. Um, but anyway, there was barf on the, okay. My God, Kim, what the hell is going on here? What are you doing? I, what I was, was trying that? to be spicy. I was trying to spice it up, like you said. I, was, I thought, you're, you know, kind of sexy. You're, com- you're, you're completely missed the post. I mean, people are calling in. It's lighting up here, not the wrong kind of lighting up. Well, I know, I know, but there is no such thing as bad press. Like, people are calling. Like, that's a, a good sign, right? What the hell? the hell was all that stuff you're talking about? What the hell was that? You said spice it up, so I thought you meant like more kind of adulty. Wow, you got two hours to kill. You just have to calm down and just like, I don't know, just you have to maybe just don't say anything and just maybe just talk about the artist or something, the weather maybe, just stick away from, just calm down and simplify things for a minute, all right? You just kind of got me in my head a little bit about saying, you know, if it's good, like I'm, I'm trying to figure out. I know. What. Listen, just calm down and just, you know, it's fun. It's, yeah. it's just be, right. be normal. You know what? You're you right. Know? We're coming out of this song. Okay, okay. here we go. <clears throat> Kim Carson's on the hit house, Sirius XM. Hope you enjoyed that song. Uh, we're getting close to lunchtime, which for me, if you can hear my stomach rumbling, uh, can only mean one thing. Um, first of all, I, I had a sandwich late morning, now that I think about it. Uh, but I like to eat at lunch at every lunchtime throughout all the different time zones. And so every hour on the hour, I'm like, hello, it's lunchtime somewhere. You know that old song, it's five o'clock somewhere. And uh, my cousin was bitten by a shark when we were kids. Anyway... Um, here's the next song. It's, uh, should I Kim, jump back Kim. in? Oh. No, Kim. no, don't stop. Just, just. Don't stop? Okay. Uh, the um, shark, okay shark attack. Yeah. Shark attack? Well, it wasn't like what? an attack. I, 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 I'm honestly kind of on the shark side. Uh, my cousin Listen, deserved it, if I'm being honest. I mean, he was I mean, a toddler. Hmm? The only thing, the only thing good about that one was you stopped talking into the song. That's, I mean, maybe just keep it even more simple with the music. Just keep it with the, you know, just I don't know the weather. We've got to talk about the weather. So come up with the weather up in this next break here, okay? Okay. Uh, what coming song is coming up in. after the break? Uh, we could do, uh, <laughs> Everywhere by Fleetwood Mac. Oh, okay. Yeah, got it. Okay? Yeah. All right. <clears throat> okay, you're out, coming out now. I hear the secrets that you keep when you're talking in your sleep. That's not even the song. That's just what I'm saying to my ex, because I know where you hid the key. And, uh, in the words of Rockwell, uh, you should always feel like somebody's watching you. Because <laughs> I have, um been in your place lately and I'm I'm really sorry Michael here's Fleetwood Mac everywhere cause I Michael I've been following you everywhere <laughs> kind of embarrassing I rented a different car to throw you off the scent sometimes I wear a wig 
You know who else wears wigs? Stevie Nicks. Here's Fleetwood Mac only on the Hit House. Serious accent. Okay. Just pack up your things. This is your last shift. Can I tell you That's something? Enough. Can I tell you what? one thing? Now I'm worried. The police probably going to show up now. Can I tell you one thing? What? I just got an email from someone that said, Dear Kim Carsons, I never listen to the Hit House because I find it so boring, but your uh, spiraling out of control is the funniest thing I've heard in years. I know it's funny, but until the police officers come and sponsors start calling and pulling ads what, about what, do you, want me you to do being a, a stalker. I could do a whole thing about no, pulling out if you want I don't to think I can. I don't. Th I don't think I can allow you on the air anymore, Kim. Well, that's frankly that's sexist. Okay, well, I'm going to give you the Men at Work Down Unders, the next song, and then that's it. This is your, I'm gone. Okay. At the end of this, Fine. okay? This, we're coming Fine. out of this one right it's my here. victory lap. Okay. Redemption song. Exactly. <clears throat> that's Fleetwood Mac on the hit house. I'm Karen Carsons. Um, when was the last time you had a man go down under? <laughs> uh, there's one place men do their best work. It's Down Under. Only on the Hit House on Sirius XM. <laughs> like I said, that's it. Pack up. Pack Aww. it all up. <laughs> Is that the end of Kim Carson's career? Oh, it, well, she, she kind of packed I, her own bags. It's born out of... We've been listening to a lot of satellite radio as we drive, and... These people have to talk to themselves. And it's not like talk radio where you can buy a pause and say, like, I don't know, Tories. I don't know, conservatives. I don't know, liberals. And we'll see. <laughs> like, those guys can kind of pause for yeah. effect. But this, um, like, pop radio I... DJing by yourself stuff, like trying to talk about anecdotes and stories ripped from the headlines... It's you, so you, hard. <laughs> you hit the post grade on those ones, though, boy. By the way, the first one, the lettuce one. Oh, man, that was Corked dynamite. it. Yeah. Sad song, Say So Much. A lettuce <laughs> that's, break. That's two weeks in a row with that song. But you can tell that the people that do that for a living must be yeah. like, okay, I'm taking the bus. Oh, I'll do, oh yeah, I'll do a bus bit. <laughs> Okay, like, I know. Say, oh, I'll do a lunch bit. <laughs> like trying to be so relatable. O opening up a packet of sugar. I'm going to do this, uh, something yeah. about this. Sure. I got this. It's yeah. like a crowd work at amateur night. Come on, why aren't there, why aren't there in uh, plastic little capsules instead of packets? What's going on? <laughs> like it, what? Then there's the other... Um, where there's the other uh uh like trio i think it's called the morning mashup and one person's like so so check it check it right and the other guy's like uh-huh is a really deep voice and then the check it person's like so check it justin bieber you know he's a place in montana so he goes to like oh. a target right 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 and he uh he jumps on the cash oh i'm sick yeah yeah and he gets on the cash and he's like the guy's like you're not very good at this and anyway the clip's gone viral we posted it to our insta that's yeah that's what morning shows are that's now. the whole thing 
It's driving traffic to the various <laughs> social platforms. That's the whole thing. Twitter. Yeah, I'm gonna. You know what? There's a um, a dog that went through drive-through in Dayton, Ohio. I'm gonna post a picture on my Twitter right now. <laughs> yeah, look. It's like at Stinky Check it Mike. Out. At Stinky Mike on the mashup. <laughs> it's like. Here comes this song, but I ate 500 or I ate six hot dogs in 12 minutes. Check it out on my Twitter. Yes. Um, Also, there are so many platforms, as you know. Now it's like hit me up on my Twitch, watch a thing on my uh, TikTok, do a thing on my... There's another T. Uh, Twitter, TikTok, Twitch, yeah. Um, there are so many platforms that they, Twitch. yeah, they have to name them all. It must be so much <laughs> and, extra and work. Like, you go and it's just like their sweaty f- face playing like Call of Duty and like getting killed a bunch of times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what's the deal? There's a guy named Mikey Piff <laughs> and Mikey Piff is always like, yo, check me tonight at eight o'clock on Twitch. Let's play, join me. We'll play a thing. Can you imagine getting up and doing the morning show and then playing a thing no. on Twitch as part of your job? I know, but yeah, if that if you're me- that's you're just making crazy bank doing that, that like well, are I guess you? why wouldn't you? Well, I'm saying if he does, I don't know. I'm like you some of these guys are, are they got millions of people watching and they get paid. That's what they get paid advertising dollars for views. Hey, what's up, guys? It's your boy Mikey Piff on Twitch. <laughs> well, who is? What does he play? That guy? I don't know. I, he's a DJ, but like it, he invites people to join him at other places at other times of the day. Oh my God! Shit, right? Yes. Yeah, like, right. Hey, guys, come over at two thirty. I'm gonna go jerk off in my bathroom. Well, on only on OnlyFans. Mikey Piff would be more apt to say, like, Sean Mendes stopped in yesterday. We had a great chat. You can hear the rest of that chat on our whatever page. Throughout the day, yo, hit me up on my OnlyFans account. I'm taking a dump. See, that is a whole world I haven't, I, I don't even get. But I know that they stopped doing dirty stuff. No, I think they're reversing it because everybody, you know, said, what the hell's the point of this? This is the whole... Everybody's like, hey, 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 Yeah, a platform on this stuff. And you can't just take away everybody's money. Anyway, so this yeah. This is what I have done or been trying to do recently. As an experiment, what? I removed uh, social platforms from my phone. And, and I'm... I'm not saying this in a aren't I uh, awesome way or suggesting other people do it. I kind of did it as an experiment and to um, make sure that when I was using them, it was because I really wanted to. The interesting thing that I've noticed is, first of all, I didn't miss anything. And second of all, I have been fighting the urge. So um, when I sit down on the deck, for example, I fight the urge to get up and go inside. If I'm enjoying myself, I've been trying to be like, you know what? Stay here for a minute. Um, I've been fighting yeah. the urge to check my emails and fighting the urge to, uh, you know, do some work things just to see. And it's been great. I guess the big revelation is I'm not missing anything. And in fact, the no, thing that I am doing is gaining sure. time. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. I mean, I think I've been so busy with the house and stuff every day. And we're still... Still no kitchen yet. And, like, cabinets have to go in in places and we're waiting on stuff. And so it's just kind of everything's still floating around. Like, you're halfway in, halfway out. Like, do you have a microwave plugged in? Can you pound some Hungry Man's? You get so... It's just so busy here that... uh, I don't, yeah, I don't have time to be on that. So it's actually, um, the, yeah, you, the only time you go on it is when you're, you're trying to find out something or explain, you know, throw out your two cents or whatever it is. And, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been, it's been good. Just been, uh, it's been so hot outside. That's the other thing. I don't know if you're in the same boat. Everybody seems it's been the hottest summer ever. Yes. Everywhere. And really humid and uh, just spending a lot of time out in it. So it's a lot of sweating and uh, good times, actually. I like it. It's a lot of sweating. I don't like the the climate change part, but I like the uh, summer times. Seems like the cicada bugs, they'll see through those things in the trees are really horny this year. They're all over the place. They're buzzing like crazy. You notice that? No. Are they the no Cicadas? Yeah, those little see-through masks, predator-looking bugs. Like can get through your screens, masks. Those things. They're all over the place. So wait, are they? What are they? Aphids. <laughs> What's that? I didn't hear you. Like, what are they actually called? Are those aphids? What's going on? You got me on the mute skis. No, can't hear your voice, bud. Oh, there you are. Gotcha. Um, are they aphids? What are the what are the bugs? I'll tell you what what I got an abundance of around here is tr- the little frogs in the backyard are like crazy. Those little tiny masks, they're all over the place. Ah, can you catch yeah. them? I think it's like an ecosystem for little frogs. Can you catch them? Uh, I don't try to catch them. I just look at them. You could, I guess, but they're everywhere. Cute little maths. <laughs> yeah, they are for sure. Um, I fell asleep. We yeah, went to the cottage sure. the last few I days. I can't hear you for some reason. Oh, I hear you now. I, I'm, you're back. What the clam? I haven't changed anything. No, you're good. I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but you're back. Um, I fell asleep at the cottage yesterday sitting upright in a chair on the deck. Because I was fighting the urge to get up. It's funny how oh, nice. how ingrained your instinct is. Like, well, I better, I should get up. I shouldn't sit here for too long. I better go get something done. You know what? Sit. Sit for a bit. That's my new motto. Well, when you see those little frogs jumping around, it really ties the whole vibe together of hanging out in the backyard. Like, I swear I've never seen this so many since I was a little kid in Mansfield. So that's really got me going, the little frogs. You live on a frog breeding ground. It must be. Do they like grapes or a... something? It's not that. I think it's just the grass and the, the soil here and the plants. I don't know. It's, it's a sign of a healthy garden is little frogs. So, And the guy that was here before and his wife, they were adamant like planters. So it's probably been like a really great place for 
for those types of things for the last 40 years. So how many types cool. of lettuce do you have in your garden, bud? Little frogs. How many types of lettuce do you have in your garden? I don't know. I think it's just normal and some there's like the little uh the the uh is it the the dark kind, the purple masks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's straight up. The, it, it, they grow up straight up. So there's no like. Uh, <laughs> it's really <laughs> like just the ones that come up, and you clip a couple leaves off and fire it in a ball. Well, with no it's kitchen, more, it's, it's pretty nice to have lettuce in your backyard. And and the tomatoes are banging too. The cherry tomatoes and the bigger tomatoes. So you hand bombing those mops? Yeah, for sure. And the uh, the grapes are turning purple. That's pretty cool. So they're coming in too. I wonder if they last before the birds get them. So did they? Did the uh, previous owners leave you like a binder of here's what you do? No, nothing. <laughs> so how are you gonna figure it out? Well, I, I have. Uh, I know what everything is by the app, you know, like those apps that you take pictures of the plants. Like no. Everything I, is documented. What yeah. is that app called? Well, I the one I use, I don't know what it's called, but if you look like plant readers or whatever, and you, uh, you literally take a picture of it, and it shows you exactly what it is. And uh, for around here, there's all kinds of just really cool different flowers and plants that uh it's i uh i've learned a lot about uh this backyard a lot i tell you what how big's your yard guy uh it's not it's like uh wide i think it's about 60 feet wide and i don't know it's not a huge backyard and it goes around the house nicely so there's almost like a courtyard on one side and a space on the other side so we used to have a long skinny yard and now it's kind of like it's not super deep but it's nice and wide like you could fit a couple pools back there do you mow or it's all kind of garden space no i i mow it's a it's a i got the electric mower and it's two batteries of mowing that to get the whole lawn Okay, I bought a new mower last week, and I did some research. I was always a gas guy, yeah. but I got an electric mower too, and I can't say enough yeah. good things about it. It's a green it's works. Great. It's got two batteries, so you're good to go. Like, I mean, sometimes you're like, man, this died pretty quickly, but that's if you let your grass grow too long. I, I think it's fine. I've had it for three years now. So you brought it over from the other place. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. I like the electric ones. Our neighbors, when I was a kid, always had the electric ones that you plugged in with an extension cord. But it's pretty yeah. easy to run over the extension cord while you're doing that. Yeah. But the idea of no, like no messy jerry cans and knowing that it's electric, is I like it. Yeah, and, this, and it's got the collector, so it's like you don't have to clear the grass. It sounds like the, the Jetsons um, <laughs> vehicle, like... Yes, yes, for sure. There's no. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's so it's it sounds so settling that you can rock it, you can do the lawn and flip flops. Like you don't have to feel like you got to be all dressed up. Yeah, you don't need um, safety goggles. Yeah, or like you know, back in the day, like you'd see you jump. Like I remember one time, Jet was cutting the lawn, and he was like, "Oh, he hit a rock and jumped." And the blade went down like under his legs outside the back of the freaking lawnmower. Like he jumped and it went under his feet. Like what? it went, took in his freaking shins apart. Yeah. He's like, oh, I hit a rock or some, some rock in the grass to broke the blade off. And it came flying out right under his feet. But he somehow like ninja style jumped when it happened and it flew out. I'm like, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I smashed. But, yeah, lucky. I smashed a windshield in the Airstream trailer a few years ago with a rock from the mower. They can fly. Oh yeah, man. Back in the day, those '80s lawnmowers didn't mess around. You were you could really get injured easily on those things. Big, super wide. That those blades were just ripping. Like you know, if the tires were bigger in the back than they were in the front, it was made for kind of heavy duty off roading. Yeah, I remember when we got the first one that you pulled the handle down that made it kind of go automatically. That was a yeah. big deal. Oh yeah, the out of the puller, so you could get into the deep grass, yeah. no sweat. <laughs> I don't know how my green works would do in like hay. You know. I saw, you know what I saw that's pretty cool is those, have you seen the stand-up ones where they're actually, it's like, it's the, the blade is underneath where they are. So they're just burling around and it's like a small space, but it's super fast. Wow. I, I saw a guy do a lawn across the street. It took him like, like less than four minutes. He's like, bah, 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 back and forth, just so quick. But he's on the middle of it. So it's super kind of sturdy. And I guess it's really heavy, but that's the move. The big stand on, so you can really get a good angle going. You could probably do a double cut. In the 10 big Carol, you know the double cuts, the getting that baseball outfield, the, the squares. Oh yeah, <laughs> Andrew Stokely styles. He's a forty-five degreeer. Cross. Oh really? Oh yeah. Cross cut. <laughs> He's a forty-five degree cross cutter. Carol's dad has the um, like go kart styles. You're sitting in it with two handles, and you push the left left handle forward and it turns one way, and you push the right handle forward and it turns the other way, like the big uh, commercial ride on mowers. That's big fun. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I have. I, I remember like it, the. Uh, you have to have a good big lawn, though, to enjoy that. Yes. Because it's just ripping around. You got that. <clears throat> yes. But I dig it. Um, Carol loves to mow the lawn, too. Watching Carol and a little John Deere ride-on bomb around the front yard, that's good times. <laughs> so, uh, Do the girls drive it yet? Have they tried it? Do you know what? There's a thing where if you uh, sit up, it'll turn off as a security thing. So you have to be weigh a certain amount for it to register that there's a human being on it, neither of them is heavy enough just yet. Even though they can reach the oh. pedals now, they'd need to yeah. like uh, put a brick under them or something to help goose the weight. Almost there. Almost not there. Long for try- not almost there to try it out. Um, I had an interesting encounter today 
with a vet named Andrew who came to look at Carol's horse, Copper. And it's so like anything, as we've talked about before, like people that know a lot about a specific thing and are passionate about it and good at explaining or teaching are so interesting. Andrew's a real bud. He's actually a guy from PEI, um, kind of a, a, a gentle giant of a man, but a really good dude. And just watching him observe the horse and really take his time to kind of see how he's doing and what's going on with him and watching him run all the little tests, like two fingers kind of down his spine to see if he jumps because his back hurts. He doesn't watching him kind of work his way down each of the legs and work his ankles to see like, is does he have arthritis or is the range of motion good? Um, he pointed out something that makes so much sense, but I obviously had never heard of it before. Horses, when they stand, which they do 97% of the time, it's really hard on their tendons because they're standing all the time. Their tendons never get any relief. So a way to give horses tendons a bit of relief as they age is to give them horseshoes that are more like high heels. So they're higher in the back. back? Yeah, they're higher in the back so that it lets their, that, that, oh, you just sounded like Jerome from Friendly Giant. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, uh, I was totally, yeah. Yeah, that's so neat. Yeah, go on. Um, The idea that you could put basically platform shoes on a horse to let it uh, relax its tendons, it's such a simple fix, but it makes perfect sense. You know what's crazy? I saw it's so hot here today that I saw a squirrel go along the top of the fence and then uh like lie down with its legs over each side <laughs> just like <laughs> under a tree and just shut down shut it down. Hot it's squirrel like summer, so hot eh, bud? It, yeah, you know what's cooking when you got that going on. Squirrels are like, Man, I'm out. I'm out. I can't do it. You I know the turtle the at the park near your old crib is uh uh, shut down right now the metal oh, turtle for sure yeah oh wow the one that almost roasted the kid yes yeah the bird scorcher well me and my kids joke around that a kid like a kid was like incinerated on it like it's like that's right. something actually happened right like some kid was like got on it and was turned to dust right <laughs> there's a pile of ashes because, like there that was because, Jason <laughs> Yeah, I'm like R.I.P. Evan. Oh like, before the kid and the 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 kid the the dad died too because he was reaching out while the kid was on it. So it was like a lightning bolt blew him into dust as well because it was too hot. We painted like the surface, the surface of the sun. Like anything connected to what touches, it's gone. We painted the deck at the cottage white, and there are arguments why that's a bad idea because. Uh, it'll show dirt and you'll probably have to redo it every year and whatever. And I was talking to a painter who was like, yeah, we just painted a woman's deck gray (coughs) and you can't walk on it because darker (laughs) colors attract the sun and render them like frying pans too. Like, I I guess they like, they must've repainted it or something, but it's the, it's the Lake Wilcox park. You go there right at the beginning, you'll see that (laughs) turtle there and something, they did something else to it, but like maybe a matte paint or something. But 
it's like brass or like copper or something so it's just like was like you know like the when you see like old statues that have been rubbed away and they're gold almost i love that yeah, it just it just heats up exactly like you said like a frying pan i love that there was a parks Gust and rec up. meeting and someone's like we've had seven complaints we'll do something what i don't know paint it matte do something like where's the science to suggest that painting it matte is going to suddenly it's, make it safe well, put the turtle in storage and, and it's like it's big enough to for a little baby to sit on and if you're a, a little kid that's old like old enough to walk and you see that like it's just like oh come sit on me buddy like it's just that size like perfect put the turtle in storage just to roast some little baby's thighs awful oh so bad such a cute idea though they're just trying to make it like a nice thing in a park i know can't have kids hey bud let's take take a quick break here let's take a quick break brb bud let me ask you this right quick you know what i mean let's take a second to give mike the bud his due oh mike the bud the lifesaver man man coming through every time tell the people what a bud mike the bud is well, I mean, as people know, there was a, a delay in the episode coming out. We just had to kind of redo our format, and uh, we moved to a different platform even, just so we could uh, release the the, uh, the pod properly with the advertising so it all worked and the channels all flowed properly. But there was a lot of little technical stuff that had to go and to be learned and for us t- to understand, and it was way over my head. And obviously, 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 you're over your head. Obviously, so, I mean, I always, I always turn to Mike the Bod at the same at, at, at these points, and he always comes through every single time. And we got through it with uh, him and the support team that were behind the, the uh, obviously at uh, at the podcast exchange, but also with the support people with the platforms that we were dealing with as well. So we got it all settled and dialed, and we're. We're good to go. The whole, all the episodes are uploaded on Omni now, as opposed to Podbean before. So if you go to Omni, uh, you can listen to episode one to two sixty. So <clears throat> anyway, that's and that's that's. I don't know why those original ones aren't on Apple, but uh, we'll figure that out at some point where they're all two sixty are available on all platforms. But if you go to the Omni, where the source of where we bring it every week, it they're there, the old ones. So if some people have always asked, well, how do I listen to the first? You know, I don't know if it's like sixty or seventy episodes or something, but they're they're on there. <clears throat> um, thank you, Mike the Bud. I wish in my yeah. life I was someone that people are like, you know, who we should ask. Um, it, I don't think I'm an authority to that degree on anything, but I, I hold Mike the Bot in such high regard that I just think he is the, well, he can, Mike can figure it out. Like, yeah. imagine yeah. being that person. Do you feel like an yeah. authority in your life on anything, aside from drumming, of course? Do you feel like people are like, oh, ask Jeremy. For example, my father-in-law locked himself out of his phone. He came to our house to see Indigo. Who's nine? Because Indy has collected phones since she was three. Yeah. And everyone in our family knows when they're done with the phone, give it to Indigo. She has 200 in her collection now. And she loves them and is really knowledgeable about them. Um, so she's already kind of a technology authority 
in our house. I don't think I'm an authority on anything. John, John's the technical authority already in this house. Is he? But he'll be sixteen. He'll be sixteen in March. So yeah, yeah. He's he knows all about that stuff. So I look to him. Like just naturally interested in it. Well, I mean, I find with my kids these days, I've been noticing it more. Where I'm really trying to be careful of not to say something that sounds stupid, because <laughs> I feel like they're really smart. You know what I mean? So like, I, I uh, it's getting to the point where like I, uh, I don't want to sound stupid. I want to. I don't want to seem like my kids. Like, oh, that's you know, come on, dad. You know, so like that. We're at that point where the personalities are obviously way formed, but now this intelligence is coming out and like reason. And, and uh, understanding, and you know what I mean? Just like the honesty, just the, the, you, you just kind of, you're like, wow. Like these, uh, these are great people that I'm so proud of. And uh, I feel like they're already better than me on a lot of fronts. <laughs> well, that's great. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> I like that um, the girls are both such a good hang, and I have kind of different things with each of them like yeah, some some similar sure. things but as their uh personalities emerge more every single day and you realize kind of what they're interested in and some of the same things but some different things too you kind of remember someone saying early on whatever they're into do that and so it's a great yeah. way to connect with them by getting on board with their interests right yeah and they're fun yeah that's like you said they the older they get, the the more fun they are to hang out with, and it's like I want to spend more time with this person because I really enjoy uh, hanging out and con- conversing and and just chatting. It's it's a great, uh, it's really cool that 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 you can be with someone that's your kid and they grow up and then they're actually inspiring you as a as a as a great friend. You know, saying things you wouldn't thought think of and yeah. In, insights that you you uh, respect and it's just great. It's really cool. Um, Indy dropped this one the other day. Is God's last name Christ? If he was <laughs> Jesus' dad, his last name should be Christ too. God Christ. And it's yeah. it's so smart. You're like I huh I I don't know I yeah I guess. Um, we had some time today. We, last week when we were in Halifax, as I mentioned, uh, we did some back-to-school shopping. Shug's into clothes. She wanted to go to clothing stores. Indy really wanted to go to the Apple store and look at the new iPhone 12 Pro in purple. There and, you go. That's a, See, that's a nice pricey little habit that that, that daddy and mommy are going to know about. Is it ever? <laughs> and then... Hey, Christmases and birthdays, you're like, oh, whoa. I know. Pro? And we're like, yeah, but you have 200 <laughs> flip phones that people have given you for the last 10 years. That doesn't count for anything. So this morning we had some time together in town and we went to the store and looked at the new Samsung, I forget what it's called, Folderino 6000. It's like a flip phone, but a smart version of a flip phone. So you flip it open and the whole thing is a screen. And then there's another one that's like a fold it over. And then when you unfold it, the whole thing, the phone basically becomes a tablet. Oh, but she was genuinely psyched to see 
like these new things that she's read about or learned about, see them in the flesh and kind of, she whispered like, do you think I can try it? Like, yeah, go for it. She's really into it. It's cool. Do you think there's going to be like a thing where it's like just Steve Jobs head and it's like in the room and you like look at it and that, and you, what it, you're looking, what you're thinking, it tells you it does whatever you were thinking. Like you want to, you know, turn on a light or like, you know, get an answer for something that you don't even have to ask. You it's a hologram. Yeah, well, no, it's just a real head. Like a human head looks like it's like it's it's AI, but it looks real. Whoa! But it does more than like yeah. It could probably like implant thoughts into your head because you got your chip going up there. Whoa! So it's like boom. Here's your. You just looked at your Steve Jobs head. You got it all dialed. I just ordered dinner by looking at his face, <laughs> right? Or he nods. Got it. Zap, all of a sudden, ding dong, the door dash guy. <laughs> See, I, I would like to think that we will regress. I would like to think that the reason flip phones are coming back but is because people you? are like, oh man, I want to go no, back. No, but how, how can you when you'll be like, you'll be able to learn a language with the chip in your head? So, like, you want to go to Greece, you don't, you just, boom, that you can speak Greek and everything. You know what I mean? It's going to be like that. I know, but it makes people so lazy. <laughs> I know, but it's, it, like, as at, where you say, like, for the argument to lazy, the also there's the argument for opportunity and what you can do, you know what I mean? So, it's like... For non-creativity, there's the argument for creativity, you know what I mean? It's, it's There's always the other end of the spectrum that's like, somehow, yeah, because you're saving lives, you're you ha taking a pill, and that pill has the tools that can, instead of going in surgery, can do that in your body, you know what I mean? And I mean, that's fix cool. A pro <laughs> yeah, like all the artificial fixing, uh, replacing... Uh, your parts that need to be fixed with you know organs and all of that stuff that can be done with the help of science and computers is it's it's like that's why it will continue and that's why it's always gonna keep going because they're you know it, it at the same point it saves lives but at the other end of it it's like it takes jobs it destroys you know the whole concept of the you know middle class because there is no work unless you're doing something that a computer can't think of, you know? So it's just difficult. It kind of freaks to, me out. I but I know that yeah. the, it's something I can't think about too much, but I know that the tactile experience of a flip phone felt like, oh man, remember? That was a simpler time. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. Definitely. I know. I found myself in my new but fighting the urge stage. Um, Actually, like, hold on, thinking before, about let, things before, more than I have in some time. Exactly, but that's what I'm saying. Before I forget, you know, you have to create the the natural world as much as you can around all this shit. To you know, like you said, spend less time on social media, spend less time around computers, and more doing things out in the world, communicating face to face. You know, spending time out in nature because. It's just going to get worse and worse of the inundating uh, 
artificial intelligence that just kind of is becoming part of our lives. Even yes. Like, and your brain is like a muscle. Yeah. And then the yeah. less you use it, the less good it is. Yeah. And I found yeah. like it, anything again uh, at the cottage the last few days, because um, that's really the extent of our world from our house to there and back. Um, yeah. There were some things that I'd never done before. And instead of Googling it, how do you do this? I was like, hmm, I wonder if I can solve this myself. And it's very satisfying. It's kind of a shortcut to satisfaction to watch a three-minute YouTube video of some guy going, first take a hammer and put the end under the far side. Like, that's that's one way to do it, and it does the job. Yeah. But the other thing is figuring out how to put the hammer under the far side by trying putting it in the back first and that not working. It's very satisfying. Yeah, I was, I was, it's probably like first day of carpentry school stuff. But for example, there was a crack in the floor and you could see daylight down through the crack. Got yeah. some wood filler, filled the crack. <laughs> there you go. Nice. Um, All set. Like super basic, like uh, clear caulking bead around the outdoor lights. It's not a, big thing never done that before not the cleanest job but pretty satisfying that i did it myself hey i did one i learned about caulking the, this one thing what'd you learn about cock <laughs> also Mice. known as cork by the way if you're trying to find like an outside area that you don't want mice to get into yeah i guess cock they'll chew the shit out of caulking mice and all those things really but they won't chew like uh, plaster. So if you use a plaster because of the dry, it turns off the bites and gets them not into it whatsoever. And go they away. Won't go in there. Yeah, so something more dry. So either maybe a uh, worst case spray foam as opposed to caulking because they the chewiness, they're like, all right, no sweat. I'll just fire my way through this. No problem. Huh. There you go. Well, rats can chew through concrete now. I know, but if they don't dig the taste, I guess. I don't know. Well, rats would probably eat whatever they want. They can chew through bricks. Yeah. And Barf. metal. Barf. They can just chew through everything. Barf. How many rats are under the city of Halifax? Oh, man. Well, the challenge is there's so much. On our um, uh, day date in Halifax, when we took the Dartmouth Ferry, we counted without even looking too hard. I think 12 construction cranes. And I thought you were going to say rats. I was like, no. No, gross. That would have been, no, no way. Um, so because there's so much construction and the ground is being turned up and there's so much blasting, it's kind of bringing them up to the surface, I think. And I oh. think this kind of weather, they really dig it. Um, no. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's, it's the... Uh, the perfect storm. It's not great. So you hate mice, but rats you don't even want to think about, right? Well, I, I sure don't want them in my house. Do you? No. No. I don't, no, of course not. Rats I remember are just... guy telling me a story I once saw... about how he bought an old farmhouse and it was full of rats. And every night he'd hear scratching and he'd take a baseball bat no. and go find... Like, are you on glue? <laughs> go get a baseball bat. Like, it's a actual... I'd be going to like... get a realtor. Yeah. No, but rats, I saw a rat, like, at my old place down the street go into a, a sewer vent. And I swear, 
It was the size of a cat. Not like a little rat. It was the size of a cat. It was like massive. Like just got in the squ- like squished through it. Gross. Because so that means like, it's eaten good, so it's not going well, it's anywhere. A, yeah, it's, it's I guess a lake rat is different than than like a city rat. But that thing, it was so big that I wouldn't be able to like if that thing was coming at me or mad. Like you have to hit, hit it pretty good and solid to to make sure you're actually it doesn't come back. Oh yeah, I've heard some bad Forget stories it. of like. Yeah, a rat crawled up my leg and bit me in my oh, knee. Oh no, that's it. That's like go right to the to the doctor tetanus shot styles. Also, like every time I've seen like baby chicks, I think those would be really cute. But I think they go hand in hand with rats, chickens and rats. <laughs> chickens? Well, chickens are all right. I know, but when you feed chickens, you throw the food on the ground, and rats are like, "Oh, that's party." The chickens can't get it all. Oh, so like all of a sudden, rats show up. Yeah. Now? Oh, so you might as well have... Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, rats don't hang out with, like, horses, do they? No, not in our case. Yeah, so there you go. We have a wily old veteran cat that's um, keeping that stuff at bay. Who's, like, like his his hips are kind <laughs> know, of smashed like, and he might have been hit by a car. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know where he goes. He's a survivor. It. Like... One of those big rats would see that cat and just keep coming. Like, I'm not afraid. I know, but I think this guy, like, I don't know if his scent is terrible or he's got street cred. (laughs) I think he's bothered a few litters in the neighborhood. Like, I think he's busy. (laughs) He's busy getting it done. That's it. We don't even have Rebel here. No dog in the house. He's still... Because it's like you know, it doesn't. There's not enough stuff everywhere. There's still some parts of the house that have uh, that paper on the floor, right? So and I guess take, people coming in and out all day, and the door open, and yeah. you just can't yeah. take the risk. Yeah. So we have missed been missing Rebs for almost, I guess, a month now. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Have I'm you gone to visit the little map? No, that's he's he's happy where he's at, but. Uh, yeah, it's fine. They do get it under your good. skin. Um, yeah, I know. Jeremy Taggart, it would be remiss of us to not talk about uh, the passing of Charlie Watts. And yeah. speaking of you being an authority on things, um, tell us about the impact Charlie Watts had in the drum community and the role yeah. that he played in that band. Well, I, I think first and foremost, he kind of changed what the idea of a rock drummer was for sure uh his How? love for well his love for uh jazz uh specifically african american jazz um he he kind of was a huge fan like uh, of like charlie parker and thelonious monk and you know it's not your typical like the rest of the stones were all muddy waters and buddy guy and so it was, uh, he was kind of like, loved that jazz world, but his, his playing was almost like a, like a slop funk. So it was like a, right in between rock and jazz. So it was almost like a, a square and a circle in a sense. But the way that he did it, it, it created this, this amazing feel because his timekeeping was great. It's fantastic. It was just like he would just kind of have these little kind of uh, 
rough strokes in, in here and there that that added to everything because the time was so great it didn't matter if he was like if would flub a 16th note or something or make it drag a bit it, like it, it added to this to the vibe of him so he was a lot to do with the grit of the rolling stones the sound the the the, the grungy kind of feel was pretty much mostly him with Char- Keith Richards guitar you know that the, the the way that he played and the, his tone like really kind of gritty and dirty and uh just that everything filling around that it was just um, a huge ingredient to what they were and to this day and every time that they played live Charlie was the heartbeat and uh, if he was on they were awesome and if he wasn't having a great night then they were having a bad night so i played i think three or four shows opening for them and they were bad once it was because he wasn't playing great but the last night with with that we opened with the hip in moncton um he was fantastic and i was like man i i didn't know these guys had this gear and uh so uh, so what would cause him to have an off loss, night? Like man. just had not in it or tired or like, is it physical or know. mental? Whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Just it happens, you know, um, maybe because it was in like for them, not a major place or whatever. I don't know. Like there, I, I guess, I don't know. Maybe Mick feeds off everybody else too. If Mick's not feeling it, <laughs> you, know, I don't, you know what I mean? It's a chain reaction, but the bottom line is, uh, when Charlie sets the stage of being on, like that, they can't, they have to be right there. It's just like there's, that's because when the drumming is, the groove is strong, uh, that's what gets people going, man. Like if that starts to waver, then there's nothing to hang, hang on to. It's like being at an earthquake all of a sudden. <laughs> Do you think, um, non-drummers and non-musical people can tell when the timing slips? Sure. Like, is that something that maybe you couldn't even put your finger on what exactly is happening, but you would, that you would notice they're off? Definitely. Definitely. And, and even more so these days, because everyone's so used to drum machines, they won't, they won't know necessarily what's where it's off or why they just will like, it doesn't feel good. It sounds weird. You know what I mean? It's it's a it's a primal instinct in a sense of like when you hear something out, it's just like it it's that's why it doesn't sound good. You don't know why. It's because it's out of time, but it just doesn't feel right. You you can't, you know. That's why you don't see crappy bands that can't play in time. <laughs> like in in the in the song you hear on the radio, everything's great, and. Uh, the bigger the band, it's just generally, you know, for example, like Green Day, they play really kind of power pop, punk rock music. But like if they weren't so good live, they wouldn't be so successful. Like a trio that just pl- plays the music live, kind of like you hear it on the records, like the same level. So the other end of the spectrum would be Blink 182, who are really popular, but. They were kind of crappy band live. Were they? But the drummers, but the drummers, Travis is a great drummer, so people get get the pass, man. It's a great example of like, wow, these guys stink, but the drummer is fun to watch. <laughs> 
so like Motley Crue for the last like 10 to 15 years like you see Vince Neil rolling around singing out of key but there's Tommy Lee with his tattoos and all tall and flying around on a roller coaster that's what people are getting into right <laughs> still close enough still close enough to buy the tickets <laughs> You ever hear Vince Neil like live lately? Oh yeah, it's not great. It's like it's really funny, man. It's not great. But like, you know. But if it you know, like I'm sure if Tommy Lee wasn't up there on the roller coaster drums, it would probably be going down fast. But people love that. <laughs> so keeping it going. To the um uninitiated, like me, for example, give a Give an example of a rock beat and then a jazz beat and then a Charlie Watts combo of the two. What, like playing? I don't have like, no, 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 no. Drums? like just like oh. a fill, like, um, uh, yeah, sure, yeah. So, like, a, a rock beat would be just like it's you know, a four four, like, that's a rock beat, yeah, and a jazz beat would be like, uh. Zing, zing, ding, zing, ding, zing, ding, 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 like it's bouncy and swinging. Yes, always, you know. And so, Charlie Watts would be like a. You know, like kind of a mix of both. So cool, and that was not done in rock music before him. Um, well, I mean, you know, there were drummers in rock that had swing. I would say Ringo played with swing. And, you know, a lot of the British drummers came up from the same kind of jazz guys, like the Gene Krupas and the Buddy Riches. So um, a similar thing. It's just his is more... It's it's different. It's just, it's, it's more kind of str- almost... Almost a little straighter, but not because it was like it's more tradition. It's more kind of like traditional jazz versus like wide open crazy jazz. You know, traditional jazz. It's like ding ding da ding zing da ding zing da ding zing da ding zing da ding. Where open jazz is like like always pushing it, trying to. You know, you're improving with the time. Jazz straight, really straight, is just like you're kind of probably playing. Yeah, you're probably playing uh, to, to uh, you know, if you're with a successful pianist or, you know, someone, you have to play kind of straight and just hide behind. That makes sense. But if you're different, so Charlie Watts is kind of like the way he plays his swing rock is kind of, it's just on a different space in the pendulum which gives him his that's where he is and no one else is so it's it's just a thing you know it's a it's an unmistakable feel and uh you can't copy it it's interesting that steve jordan was going to be the one that was going to do the tour who play he played with keith richards forever but he's a great great drummer he plays with john mayer he's a, amazing yeah i've seen um, him it, he he kind of i would say he definitely kind of is similar like he can play that really um just wicked kind of strong rock groove similar to charlie watts like he has a, a similar kind of vibe it's almost like charlie watts on steroids in a sense 
because she's such a like he's a very strong drummer as well like he can rip it all over the place i have two more charlie watts questions the first is what do they do now yeah. Is that it for the Rolling Stones? Well, or do, do they go out with him? Well, it's, it's interesting because um, Mick Jagger was always business first, always. So I wouldn't be surprised if they tour, but I doubt they'll tour anytime soon. But they're not 50 years old. So it's a difficult thing. There probably will be some pause and some reflection on what's going on in their own world. But I... Uh, I don't know, man. It's diff- It's like, you know, this is the biggest blow to the band since Brian Jones dying. You know, like that, in terms of a, a creative entity that means so much to the band. So I don't know if they probably weren't prepared for this kind of a thing. So uh, there will be time just to figure it out because, it, I mean, there's... You can say as much as you want, the show must go on, but when something like that happens to a person like that, it kind of makes you think, well, wait a second here, you know? Um, and the next... Like if, if you think it's like he's as important as Keith and Mick, you know, and Ronnie Wood's the same, where he's kind of... But he was kind of known as the side guy in a sense, you know? So the, just the idea of the originals... He, it's like Keith dying, you know. So it would be like uh, the difference. Um, that's why it's like I don't know. I, I like it. Be you know the way they things were. It's just it's it's Charlie. That's the thing. Like it's not. Uh, it's not like there was a animosity or some like oh I've been you know wanting to get rid of that guy. You know what right. I mean? It's like it's it's something that's it's not just like such a he part was the Charlie that bit someone's finger. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um it's similar. It's it's just it, it's a it's such a important thing that just um it makes sense that they were going to do a tour while he was in the hospital and recuperating with someone like Steve Jordan. But to just go on Right, it seems callous know, now. Because but but like the dollars and cents alone, without talking about you know how people feel, people would go and see the Rolling Stones the same. They would buy the ticket and they would go. So it it makes a lot of sense that they will probably soldier on at some form soon. <clears throat> um, the last question I have for you, which works out because we are almost at the end, yeah. but. Um, yeah. He was, by all accounts, a gentleman. Wondering if you had any like direct contact with him on the shows that you did. Like, what was he like? As I a did. Guy? I met. Yeah, I met him before the Moncton show, and he was. Uh, as soon as they came in the room, I ran right to him. I'm like, I gotta get like we got one picture. They come in fast. I wanted to just like say hi to him, and I told him like because just previous. Uh, to that Alvin Jones had passed away and he sent a beautiful wreath of flowers and a card to Keiko Jones, Alvin's widow. And, uh, I just told him that she really appreciated that. And, uh, it was a nice kind of way to talk to Charlie. And so it was not, he was really happy that, that she was, you know, supportive and loved the fact that, uh, he sent that and it meant a lot to the family. So, um, he was really sweet and 
uh, you know, was, didn't talk to him for more than five minutes, but it was great. It was amazing. He was really nice. So I have a picture with him, which is good. Cool. Can yeah. we use that as a picture this week? For sure. Yeah, definitely. It's either that definitely. or an 80s mower, bud. Yeah. All right. So let's go, bud. Have a good week and uh, rest in peace, Charlie. Good job, bud. Whoa.